Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast, a show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today, I'm excited to welcome Tom Colville. Hello, Tom. How are we doing? Thank you very much for having me. Good, good. Of course. (laughs) Tom is a performance coach and founder of Coach Colville Performance. So, how are you and what three things make you smile? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me after, yes trying to sort this out for a little while didn't we absolutely (laughs) um so three things that make me smile i would say seeing others succeed is always nice um you know seeing others successful in whatever aspect of life they're trying to pursue um music is a really big passion of mine so sort of sharing music with others um and then I'd have to say sort of the satisfaction after a hard workout has got to be got to <laughs> be got to be up there. So I've got to put that one in there. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> um, so what kind of music do you like then? What's your. So mainly house music. Um, yeah, different types of house music. So I'm quite a big fan of the sort of Amsterdam scene. Um, so it's kind of kind of sort of minimal groovy house music um a lot of influence from the sort of early 2000s as well so that where um house music originated as well that that kind of vibe nice did you start out as a personal trainer or did you have how was your path into that yeah so my path really started i guess from playing semi-professional football so out in essex where i grew up obviously i'm i'm london based now but going through that journey of playing football you know trying to improve every aspect of your game so then that led me down the the you know the nutrition side the performance training side and then that sort of naturally emerged into me doing then an apprenticeship so a fitness apprenticeship where I was doing group training for um you know teachers at a school and then I was training six-year-olds so a big variety at quite an early age and then again that sort of naturally progressed for me really sort of falling in love with sort of sports science and the you know the different different sciences related to the body Um, and then moving um, to London to study and then again progressed from there. And obviously, we trained together as well. We did indeed. Um, So what kind of prompted you to start Coach Colville and your kind of own branded training? Yeah, so I've been training people for nearly nearly 10 years now. And I guess Coach Colville, um, I think it really comes down to sort of person I am in terms of wanting to sort of create something of my own um you know i guess sort of in an entrepreneurial sort of way create something and and build your own business um so that that's been running for around yeah six years now um and the main driver was to just have full autonomy and ownership in terms of what i was able to deliver with clients obviously if you're working in a commercial gym, you're always constrained slightly in terms of the scope of your practice. You know, you might 
the client might be paying the gym just for one hour, you know, whereas my personal practice is completely flexible. So we can obviously train for a specific amount of time if that's longer, if it's, you know, a slightly more detailed rehab case or or something along those lines. Um, and then obviously the spin-offs of that of more sort of in-depth consultations. So yeah, it stemmed from sort of wanting to pursue any sort of aspects that I wanted really more freedom exactly yeah yeah freedom is always the aim and how would you say your approach is different to other trainers yeah it's a good question I think to sum up or to summarize my approach I would say I try and take a very detailed um, client-centered scientific approach so everything that I would ever do with a client I would have a very substantial, you know, science and also experience backed rationale. Um, whereas, you know, the, the fitness industry, it can really be a bit of the wild west at times, you know, there's a very low barrier to entry. So you can ultimately just do, you know, a weekend course and be, you know, technically qualified and insured to give health and fitness advice. So I think from the outset, I've spent, you know, three years doing my undergraduate degree. So my bachelor's in science in strength conditioning science. So from that perspective, it obviously shows that you're, you know, willing to dedicate time to pursue sort of the, the scientific route. Um, so that would be, I guess, one aspect, um, the sort of you know, really detailed scientific approach. And then I would also like to say that it's very holistic in nature. So a lot of my practice is based around a lot of systems thinking. So that's the sort of study of um, holistic science, basically. So I try and always ensure what I'm doing, I'm not just targeting just one aspect of, you know, health or fitness. It's how the whole program comes together. Yeah, definitely. And I would definitely say some of the sessions are very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> got to be, right? It's got to be. It doesn't challenge you. It's not going to change you. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us about working with the football club and how did that come about? And obviously you said you had a background, you know, in football. So yeah, that draw you to that as well. Yeah, so I'll, I guess I'll briefly go through the sort of career that I've had in terms of... Um, sort of training. So I spent um, sort of two years being a personal trainer. And then I realized that I really wanted to pursue um, the sciences, really. So then I, I studied at university. So in Twickenham, St. Mary's University, studying uh, bachelor's in science of strength conditioning, science. And then while I was at university, I was obviously training people like yourself. So at, at a gym, I was working with a lot of variety of clients. So I was um, studying, I was working with private personal training clients, and I was also doing, um, completing internships. So sort of part-time internships along, along that journey as well. So to get to where I am now, I did my first internship at the Royal Ballet School. So I was working in Covent Garden with uh, 16 to 18 year old dancers. So doing 
their sports science, their strength conditioning, so helping them with injury prevention, helping them with increasing their durability so they could obviously dance longer. So what we actually found that the dancers' careers, obviously later in their career, were actually being prolonged because of the sort of specific training that we were doing. Um, so I was there for a year at the, at the Royal Ballet School. And then after that, I went to Fulham Football Academy. So, and then I was working with uh, nine to 16. Um, again, so I was there for a year. And then after that, where I am now, so lead academy strength initiation coach for Millwall. So overseeing the whole youth development of the academy. So from, yeah, under nine to under 16. So all of their physical training, um, again, sort of integrating sports science principles with them. Um, and yeah, at the moment, I'm still taking a lot of, on a lot of private clients as well for, you know, different, different specific goals. Yeah, and it's interesting how, you know, training younger can help your development. And then also, you know, people talk about your metabolic age a lot and how you can, you know, use fitness to to become maybe younger <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely there's a there's a huge amount of um research coming out at the moment there's a a really brilliant scientist called david sinclair who works mm. at harvard um yeah i'm not sure if you've heard of him but he puts out a lot of research specifically to do with health span and longevity um, so he has a really good book called health span um all about how you can live longer basically and also um how to increase your health span which i think is is really important you know there's not much point in living to 100 if you've got sort of 20 years of sort of ill health so i think it's important to differentiate between that you know longevity and health span obviously we want to try and live as long as we can but a you know a healthy sort of fulfilling life um and obviously exercise is one of the best best ways to do that different different types of resistance training obviously diet intervention and, and things like that yeah so getting to diet what is your approach then to nutrition yeah, I always like to say I'm obviously not a nutritionist or a, or a dietitian, so I don't specifically give detailed advice to to clients. I always think it's the the best course of action to refer my clients if there's something specific to. I work with dietitians and nutritionists, so very collaboratively um, to get the the best the best approach for the clients. But my my personal approach and what I sort of instill to clients is really balanced, you know, whole foods, the, the, I would say the sort of normal things that you would hear. I don't think there's anything I do specifically. Um, I'll often, you know, have a sort of prolonged fast, you know, 12 to 14 hours each day, which is quite, quite a natural time, you know, from your last evening meal till, you know, obviously breaking the fast. Um, and, you know, once or twice a month, I'll often do sort of a day long fast. There's some really good benefits in terms of your gut health that your gut goes through a process called um, autophagy, which sort of clears out dead, dead cells, um, which there's some interesting research on. 
Um, but just hitting the fundamentals. So, you know, really good sources of protein. Um, there's another really brilliant scientist called Tim Spector who puts out another, um, a lot of really good research in terms of gut health. So trying to get um, 30 different fruit, veg and herbs a week, which mm -hmm. is quite quite a good challenge to try and go through. Um, so again, it's about variety of different things. So for your your gut microbiome, which is which is really important. So they're, I guess, the main sort of pillars and foundation of what I try and try and aim for. So really good sources of, of protein, a huge amount of variety of different fruit and veg, you know, herbs and spices, um, you know, healthy fats, olive oil, avocado, you know, typical things like that. Um, and again, fermented food, there's a lot of research again, that's promoting that for, for gut health which is super important. So I try and get a mix of things like sauerkraut and kimchi, mm. um, which is nice. So yeah, just trying to be well balanced um, and yeah, again, holistic in the approach. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, you know, integrating the scientific approach with the, the training in terms to health and nutrition. Um, so what do you think the importance of fitness is for kind of executive professionals and professionals in healthcare? Um, what, how important do you think it is and, you know, for, for an individual and how should they approach that? Yeah, no, it's, it's a brilliant question. I think that's always where I start with clients or trying to understand the topic is we have to understand why, you know, what, what's the reason we're going to, you know, put our energy into anything, anything we do. Right. So you can look, look at it from lots of different aspects. I think if you're, if we gave a sort of specific context of, you know, executive who has, you know, quite a busy job, you know, relatively high, high stress, they might have kids. Um, so from the one of the most basic things is obviously we spoke about is that sort of longevity and and health span, you know, resistance training so exercising where you're stressing your muscles you know squats lunges hinging you know pushing pulling everything that we we've done when we've trained that you've <laughs> had a great time doing it's worth it it's, it's, it's worth not it. easy <laughs> exactly um so yeah from from that perspective obviously he's going to be able to live a, a longer healthier life um and obviously see his kids grow up and see, you know, grand grandkids and, and things like that. So from that perspective, and then the different perspective is it's one of the best ways to relieve stress, you know, manage stress, um, especially if your sort of aerobic capacity or your aerobic fitness is, is very high, you're going to be able to sleep better, you know, manage the, you know, your daily stress is a lot better. Um, I think, yeah, th those are two two really really big elements um you know that people suffer with a lot at the moment you know, there's a huge demand for people managing managing how stressed they are um you know manage your stress you're going to sleep better um and even from the the performance side of it so i work with some some corporate clients as well into improving you know their actual performance you know investment private equity things like that if you're if you're fitter, you're stronger, you're healthier. Your you know your cognitive performance is going to be increased as well. 
so yeah there's lots of different aspects that you can you can look at it yeah i find that because i mostly do my training in the morning so yeah i find that it really gets your blood pumping gets oxygen to the brain and then you start in a better cognitive way yeah absolutely yeah it's what it's one of the best things obviously you can if you can you know with your schedule do it in the morning is is really beneficial but you know, some people can't and that's fine. So it's about finding what works with your specific context. Um, but yeah, doing it in the morning, personally, I find it's a great way to start your day. You're going to have a much more productive day. You're going to feel better. Um, yeah. And as you said, the brain is going to be more alert to function, function better as well. And do you find that, um, it helps you manage your own stress. And do you do you get stressed? Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, definitely. So, it's, I think the the older I get, obviously, I'm I'm not that old at the moment, but the older I get, definitely the the stress, the more stressed I get, and that that sort of part of life, isn't it? You know, you have more responsibility. Um, that that's sort of natural. But yeah, I think everyone manages stress in different ways um and there's lots of different ways that you can manage stress um one of the best ways for me is just really taking a walk taking a walk out in nature is is really good um so from the sort of specific science side of it is sort of when you're walking and you have different things going past your vision it's you go into something called optical flow and it sort of deactivates the activation in your amygdala, which is a sort of the the sort of stress and alert aspect of your brain. So especially if that's sort of really active, if you're feeling sort of stressed or anxious, you know, something as simple as going for a walk, you know, walking in nature, you know, trying to breathe in and out through your nose as well is going to help slow your heart rate down. Your nervous system is going to go into a, a slightly more what we call parasympathetic state. So you're going to relax and you're going to calm down. So that's a that's a really good you know useful tip that I I personally will use quite a lot. Um, and obviously, being fitter, being stronger, you're going to be able to tolerate stress a little bit more. Um, so from the actual physical training side of it, and then the nutrition side is one of the best ways really is to reduce alcohol um so alcohol increases your sort of susceptibility to stress you know if you're drinking quite a lot you're gonna find yourself feeling more stressed in situations you might not normally feel stressed so that's also something to consider as well mm -hmm. and i found with the alcohol as well i mean you know, everyone likes to drink, especially at this time of year. But absolutely, I find that, you know, you can have ups and downs, more ups and downs, you know, when you're on that night, oh, it feels great. Yeah. But the next morning, it's harder to get up. Yeah, yeah, you feel feel worse for wear, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also the sort of the prolonged effects um, and the sort of chronic, chronic effects of sort of consistent, consistent drinking. Um, but yeah, we're approaching silly season so it is uh, it is the time everyone <laughs> i think you've got to indulge a little bit yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i think i guess going back to your earlier question in terms of how my approach might might differ to others i think it's really important to have that that balance um and i and i sort of stay away from the you know the real extreme i guess like bodybuilders or you know physique competitors that are so 
are so sort of dedicated and regimented in terms of, you know, tracking every single thing they're eating. But then, you know, being healthy and, and being fit is not just about, you know, how you look. It's about, you know, how you feel about yourself. It's about your social connection with others. Um, so, yeah, balance generally, I think, is is a really important element to to consider. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting as well. They um, had done some studies on the fact that actually a lot of bodybuilders are metabolically unhealthy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The strain they put their bodies under physically and, you know, calorifically yeah. and, uh, you know, all of those things. Um, that it's not necessarily healthy, even though they look great. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a really important point to raise that, I will always say that sort of, you know, health and fitness are obviously extremely interlinked, but then they're exactly what you're saying. Someone might look really fit, but then on the inside, they might be, you know, very unhealthy, you know, especially sort of the habits that they do um, in terms of drugs as well. You know, obviously the the far end of the spectrum of, of bodybuilding, um, but also, um, yeah, just considering those those other aspects are, are important. I wanted to talk about any challenges you faced in your career and your life and how you've kind of navigated and overcame them. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, like I said, I've been through a f- few different challenges, but again, nothing compared to, you know, obviously what, what a, lo- a lot of people go, go through. Um, I think... You know, one that might be fairly relatable to to people. I was when I was studying, um, just managing time and and managing your sort of energy that you're giving out to lots of different things. As I mentioned earlier, I was studying, so studying full time, working near enough full time, and then doing you know an in- internship as well. So, you know, doing a lot of different things, managing your energy. You know, being being spread quite thin. You know, girlfriend. Um, living with girlfriend at the time, you know, that's, that's full time as well. Um, so yeah, just going through that, that journey, I think equipped me with quite a lot of skills, I guess, to be able to manage my time a little bit better. Um, but also being able to do, do different things at the, at the same time. Um, I think would probably be one. Yeah, it's like juggling a lot of things and then yeah, absolutely. Try, I've sometimes been overloaded and trying to navigate that balance, find that balance. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, the sort of world we live in, everyone is doing, doing so many things or trying to do so many things, and it's you know making sure that you're not spreading yourself too thin and you're keeping your you know your focus on you know just a few things. Um, exactly. And um, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> would you do anything differently if you went back again? Yeah. Or do you think that you would come to exactly the same point? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say, would you do anything different? Because sort of, I guess, I've worked, worked quite hard to get to where I am. I'm sort of pleased with where I am at the moment. Um, I think the one of the biggest pieces of advice I would probably give is to sort of try and slow down a little bit and enjoy the enjoy the journey. Because mm. um, yeah, it's always it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. Which I quite I quite like that that quote, and it, I've definitely experienced that of you know working really hard for something very specific, 
and then you reach that moment and then it's not quite what you want it to be um so if you in, try and enjoy the moment sorry enjoy the journey a little bit more um and then you know when you when you get there obviously you've enjoyed both aspects yeah, and that'll yeah. probably be one of the one of the main points yeah i think it's like climbing a mountain yeah. you know you've got to enjoy the yeah 100%. actual climb yeah. and not just be like when am i gonna get to the top yeah <laughs> it's it's the it's the the doing yeah, yeah, not just the end result. Definitely. Yeah, I think. And how do you build your brand? Yeah, build, building my brand, I think social media um, is really important. Um, like it or not, it, it is really important. I think every every business, you know, nowadays has has a social media account and puts out information on there. But from a, from a personal perspective, personal perspective i try and provide as much educational content as possible that's what i what i try and promote from my personal socials so put out educational content in terms of just general training advice um you know geared towards the different sort of clients that i work with um and i think it also comes always back to providing value for your sort of your sort of audience um you know, if I want to follow someone uh, or follow a brand or a, or a company, I think it's always about sort of what what type of content they're they're putting out there. So that's something I always have in my mind that I don't want to just upload, you know, necessarily just you know a, a selfie. If I'm not doing something particularly interesting, I want to try and every post, you know, create value, something that's interesting, something that's science based. Um, yeah, and hopefully continue to build that, and people that appreciate that will will sort of uh, follow along the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And what are your plans for the future? <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big old question, big isn't question. it? Big old question. Um, plans for the future: continue to develop personally um, from different aspects. You know, personally, from keep trying to be a better person um from that aspect professionally develop you know keep understanding more about um the sciences you know the body our biology you know neuroscience you know how we how we develop how we learn how we can improve um and then continue to build my you know personal business as well go into sort of different um business um ventures that are quite exciting over the next sort of couple months so doing a little bit more corporate well-being and corporate sort of performance programs for for clients um keep building my um, personal brand so keep working with sort of different clients different athletes um yeah and just keep keep moving forward i would say definitely yeah well thank you very much for joining me tom I think it's really great to hear about your career path and also the way that you bring science together with fitness and nutrition. And I think, you know, the things about ageing and longevity and health span, um, as well as managing stress and developing yourself personally, will give a lot of people a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> and I would definitely recommend training <laughs> anytime. <laughs> the, the shout out. <laughs> However hard it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely 100% worth it. It helped me a lot. Yeah. No, brilliant. No, I appreciate it. It's really it's really great what you're doing. I think yeah, all, all podcasts are a really brilliant format to, um, 
to keep sharing information. So yeah, get thank- the message across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thank you very much for having me. It was really good. And thank you guys for listening. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It was presented by me, Dr. Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at Dr. Underscore Richard, double underscore. <laughs> or visit my website, www.drrichardlondon.com. This is a Pompey People production. It was recorded at Spiritland Studios. And the music is by Delhi Music. And we will see you next time. Yeah.